You know, even as I'm standing here, I don't want to even start talking. I don't even want to do this show. I don't want to talk about these things anymore. Feels like I'm doing the same goddamn show over and over again. To the same unlistening world. It's like a Groundhog Day with landmines. You know, I'm not great at math. Never have been. And if I went to go and join some graduate program in mathematics and some university, I would fail. Now, if I was told and I genuinely believed that the only reason I was failing was not because of any lack of ability or skill or history or understanding of the topic, but because the people in charge of the university just hated me for completely irrational reasons. They didn't like bald guys or whatever. That I would go slowly mad, thinking I could do it, but being forever told that it wasn't my fault I couldn't do it. And the only reason I was being, being given bad marks, though I was as competent as everyone else in that graduate school program, is because of prejudice against me. It would be a recipe for escalation. Do you understand? Western civilization, separation of church and state, equality before the law, private property, rational skepticism, science, philosophy, the Socratic method, this is like 99th level. I'm not great at math, and there aren't a lot of people outside the West who are good at Western civilization. It doesn't just happen magically. You set foot in the West and boom, all of the selecting and cultural kneading in of, of reason and evidence and skepticism and tolerance and it doesn't just happen. If I get drafted by the some NBA team, some basketball team, I don't suddenly get taller or faster. All that happens is my deficiencies show up because I'm playing out of my league. And there are some people who come to the West and get it and work at it and understand it. And there are some who don't. And no one knows ahead of time how to tell which from which. On March the 22nd, 2016, as I'm sure you remember, a coordinated series of terrorist attacks at the Brussels airport and a nearby metro station, slaughtered 32 people and left more than 100 injured. The Islamic State claimed responsibility for the attacks. Today, March the 22nd, 2017, at about 2.40 p.m. in the afternoon, a suspect driving a Hyundai i40 crossed Westminster, Westminster Bridge in London, England, plowed into and through a crowd of pedestrians near the Houses of Parliament. He was described as middle-aged and Asian. Now, for North Americans and other places around the world, Asian means 
you know, Korean, Japanese, Chinese, and so on. Uh, in England, for reasons of political correctness, it now sort of describes people from Pakistan and, and other areas. Um, and it's so, uh, they don't have to say Middle Eastern or Arab or Muslim, should that turn out to be the case. So, middle-aged and Asian attacker. He then entered the grounds of Parliament, where the suspect fatally stabbed a police officer before being shot himself multiple times by armed guards. The attacker was taken from the scene to a local hospital, but was later pronounced dead. The death count, as of this recording, reports indicate that four people are dead, and at least 20 have been injured. So, the dead, as a police officer, the terrorist himself, and among those injured are three French schoolchildren from Lycée Saint-Joseph in Concarneau, who were visiting England uh, on an educational trip. And there was a woman who jumped into the River Thames to avoid being struck by the car. French children. Are you listening? France. French. Children. Now, the use of a vehicle as a weapon, it's consistent with instructions recently promoted by the Islamic State. As I'm sure you recall, August 2016, 86 souls were murdered when a truck plowed through a crowd in Nice, France on Bastille Day. In December 2016, 12 were killed when a truck plowed through a Christmas market in Berlin, Germany. Now, there have um, been, I guess you could say, an unfortunate series of statements from the uh, Turkish head of a uh, Turkish president, uh, Erdogan, right before this attack in England happened. And Prime Minister Theresa May was in the Houses of Parliament and was uh, only dozens of yards away from the attacker at his closest. And he may have, in fact, been motivated to attack Parliament because he knew she was there. So right before this happened, Turkish President Erdogan said, If you continue to behave like this, not a single European, not a single Westerner will be able to take a step on the road safely anywhere in the world. We as Turkey are calling on Europe to respect human rights and democracy. You see, not good at Western civilization. Not good. Need to level up there just a little bit. Uh, this is, of course, uh, the same. President Erdogan, that um, Jordan, Jordan's King Abdullah, said in 2016 that Turkey is deliberately unleashing ISIS terrorists into Europe. And uh, that's not good. Right? He had a meeting with members of the U.S. Congress. He said that Islamist militants were being, quote, manufactured in Turkey and, quote, unleashed, end quote, into Europe. This is a NATO member. See, remember, we're supposed to hold Turkey as an ally, but Russia is somehow an enemy. Because reasons, madness, insanity, a complete failure to understand what the word ally actually means. London Mayor Sadiq Khan on the New York terrorist attacks. In September 2016, he said, quote, 
It's part and parcel of living in a great global city, is you need to be prepared for these things. You've got to be vigilant. You've got to support the police. They do an incredibly hard job. You've got to support the security services. And I think speculating when you don't know the facts is unwise. And I just wanted to... Ah, for those who may have forgotten, this is uh, the very self-same mayor, Sadiq Khan, who called moderate Muslims Uncle Toms. Why is it an inevitable part of living in a big city that you have to deal with terrorism from people from the third world. Why? Why is that inevitable? Why is that just like, like gravity or the seasons changing or aging? Why? Why? Specific political choices. Immigration, the welfare state, the promotion of the cult of multiculturalism. These are specific policy choices that which is made can be unmade you can change your mind change your course change your decisions change your leaders change your course save yourselves or you can just think that everything's inevitable roll over lose your spine become like a leaf in the wind of other people's preferences and be blown from the stage of history. Why are these things inevitable? Just off the top of my head, I can think of at least of a, a dozen large cities without these kinds of constant third world terrorist attacks. Why is it inevitable? Let me put it another way. Who does it benefit if you think it's somehow inevitable and you normalize it? Who might that benefit? But certainly not you, or the French schoolchildren, or the people who were slaughtered today, or the people who were wounded today. Now, a funny thing happened this afternoon, a strange thing. There was a Muslim preacher who was implicated, like people openly said, uh, the television stations uh, openly said, this is the guy, this is the guy, it's him for sure. And then his lawyer phoned into people and said, no, 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 the guy's in jail. Couldn't have been him. His name was withdrawn. Now, I imagine there may be a few lawsuits coming. Imagine if some government-funded news outlet said it was this guy who was in jail. And then they get sued. And then the British taxpayers are forced to pay money to this guy so he can continue his preaching. What a strange world we have made, my friends. What a strange, strange world. And the more that we process how strange it has all become, the more we can begin to drag things back to sanity. Should we still possess our ancient spines? Now, the police have not released the name of the uh, suspect. I mean, you can see pictures of him. Mean, Looks like an Arabic, Middle Eastern, whatever. We'll see. It's just my perception. You can look at the pictures and judge for yourself. But the police are not releasing his actual name and his identity at the moment. Which, maybe I'm crazy, leads me to believe that maybe, just maybe, it's even worse somehow. 
we could all speculate. We'll find out soon enough. But I just wanted to point out, it could be even worse than this preacher who's in jail. You know, it's not that complicated to figure out what's going on. It's not that complicated to figure out the source. And it's not that complicated to figure out the solutions. All we need to do is have courage and speak the truth. But there is one thing, and I don't want to blame the victims here, but there is one thing that I really want to get across to you today, tonight. And that is this. The West. There's a Western civilization that faces inwards, which has some level of sanity, universality, virtue, protection of the rights of women, an opposition to harming children for superstitious reasons or for reasons of rage. It has some virtues that face inwards, a tolerance, openness. And these things have admirable aspects to them. They can be great weaknesses, but there are admirable aspects. to so the inward-facing view, the view that you as a Westerner, have of your society. But in the West, we have allowed ourselves to be bedazzled, hypnotized, seduced by the view of the West that we see from the inside. From the outside, the West looks very, very, very different. Constant Interference in the internal affairs of other countries, massive selling of arms to dictatorships and theocracies around the world, bombings, extraordinary renditions, torture. The view from outside your tax farm is very different from the view inside your tax farm. Now, everyone knows that this is going. Everyone knows how much Western governments have worked and bombed and broken and smashed the Middle East. Entire countries have been dismantled under Western powers. This is going back decades and generations. Now, a lot of these horrifying dismantlings of countries such as uh, Syria and Libya and Iraq, to some degree Afghanistan, brutal, unbelievably horrifying destructions of citizenry which had no beef and no attacks upon the West. This is the view from outside. The view from inside is a relatively peaceful cathedral of plenty and debt and shiny toys, but from the outside, it is a giant acidic catapult that launches weapons that dismantle countries and destroy hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives. And we, we can't reconcile the view from the inside with what is happening on the outside. Inside all is peace and distraction and self-deceit. Outside is war and hell, radioactivity, and country disassembling weaponry being sold around the world in our name. In our name, because from the outside, 
they say, well, this is what we see. The people inside are supposed to have a free press. They have the internet. They can see what we see. They can see the bodies. They can see the smoking craters. They can see the ruins. They can see the destruction. And they vote for these self-same people. When you live in a democracy, you are perceived as an individual to be responsible for what is happening to your country and what is happening, what your country is doing overseas. You are not separate from your government in the view from outside. Now, as an individual within, you say, well, what can I do? And blah, blah, blah. But from the outside, given that, it, you know, if it's a dictatorship, we have some rational sympathy. Right? We don't imagine that everyone in North Korea loves the government and approves of everything it does. But when you vote, when you have freedom of the press, when you have the internet, then you are held to account for what your government does. Rightly or wrongly, justly or unjustly, that is the perception. Which is why, in many circles, you are considered to be guilty of what your government does overseas. Are you? Depends. Do you learn? Do you speak out about what the government does in your name? Do you speak out against it? Do you understand? That your government is involving you in a kind of conflict that keeps escalating in your name. Because if we accepted the evils that governments do overseas, then if we understood that there is a kind of conflict which could be characterized as a war, then we would first tell them to stop and then tell them to stop bringing the victims of war to our countries. For the simple reason that you can't bomb everyone and then bring everyone. You can't destroy people's countries and then bring them into your country. I mean, you can. Governments can do what they want. They pretty much have all the guns. But if you do that, if you bomb everyone and then bring everyone, if you invade everyone and then invite everyone, and then you claim that this kind of multiculturalism and diversity is a strength, then the enemy is not the terrorist. The enemy is your own capacity for suicidal self Delusion.